0: This is the first episode of St. Coleman Catholic Church's podcast from Pompano Beach. We're going to be here every month with the latest happenings from the parish. And we're also going to use this podcast as a way really for all of us to brush up a bit on our faith, learning more about why we believe the things we believe as Catholics. On today's show, we're going to get a preview of Havana night. That's a fun event we're going to be doing next month. We're also going to reflect on the Holy family as we journey through Advent. And if you don't know how the manger scene came about, we're going to talk about the origins of that. Finally, Pope Francis released an apostolic letter a few years ago about the meaning of the nativity scene. And we're going to be talking about that. I want to remind you first though, about our Christmas mass schedule. This year, Christmas falls on a Sunday. So we will have a 4.30 vigil service on Saturday, which is Christmas Eve. We always have a Saturday vigil every Saturday. But we have two additional services on Christmas Eve, okay? So three all together, one at 4.30, one at 6.30, and the Mass during the night is at 10 o'clock, okay? There is no midnight Mass. It's at 10 o'clock on Christmas Eve. The next day on uh, Christmas Day, we have 9 a.m., 11 a.m., and a 1 p.m. in Spanish. So normally, you know, we do have a 7.30 Mass on Sundays. Normally, we do not have that on Christmas Day. It's only at 9 a.m., 11 a.m., and 1 o'clock is in Spanish. And then the following weekend, we go into New Year's. New Year's Day is on a Sunday, so we'll have one Vigil Mass at 4.30 on Saturday. That's New Year's Eve. And then on Sunday which is January 1st. It is the normal mass schedule on New Year's Day, 7.30 a.m., 9.00 a.m., 11.00 a.m., and 1.00 p.m. in Spanish. But one more time, just a quick reminder, on Christmas Day, no 7.30 mass. Now, coming up next month, St. Coleman is going to have the first annual Havana Night. Uh, Marty Navarro is planning that for the parish. Uh, Marty, tell us, what, ex- what is Havana Night? Havana Nights is a fundraiser for the church sponsored by the St. Coleman's Men's Club. Uh, we wanted to come up with an event that was just for our parishioners to be together, have some fun. We are going to have a cigar roller. We have live music, great food, and we're just hoping that everyone will come out and enjoy the evening with us. And where where is that going to be? It is at the Holy Mackerel Restaurant. It's in Five Points, Fort Lauderdale, right near the Funky Buddha. Okay, Havana night sounds like a lot of fun. This is the first year the parish is doing this. Uh, keep an eye on the website, stcolman.org and also uh, check our bulletin every week. We'll be more information about that as we get a little bit closer uh, in January. All of us at St. Coleman Catholic Church hope you are having a blessed Advent season. This is a time of preparation and anticipation for the coming of Christ. As Catholics, we believe that during this season, we are called to reflect on the birth of Jesus and to open our hearts to his message of love and redemption. We look forward to seeing you at Mass throughout the Advent season and as Christmas begins on the evening of December 24th. As we journey through Advent towards the birth of Jesus, which we will celebrate later this month, let us remember the Holy Family, Mary, Joseph, and Jesus. The story of the Holy Family is one of love, devotion, and sacrifice, and serves as an example for all of us as we strive to live our lives in accordance with God's will. The birth of Jesus was foretold by the prophet Isaiah, who wrote, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and his name shall be called Emmanuel. That comes from Isaiah 7.14. And so it came to pass that Mary, a young virgin from the town of Nazareth, was visited by an angel who announced that she would bear the Son of God. Despite her fear and uncertainty, Mary willingly accepted God's plan for her life and willingly submitted to his will. She allowed herself to be used as a vessel for the miraculous birth of the Savior. Now Joseph, who was Mary's betrothed, was a very righteous man, he also willingly accepted God's plan for their lives. When he learned of Mary's pregnancy, he was understandably confused and very upset. But the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and explained the situation. And Joseph chose to trust in God and take Mary as his wife. Now, the birth of Jesus was not easy. Uh, Mary and Joseph were forced to go down to Bethlehem for a census. And when they arrived, they found that there was no room for them at the inn. They were forced to take shelter in a stable where Mary gave birth to Jesus in a manger among the animals. Now, despite the hardships and difficulties they faced, the Holy Family remained steadfast in their devotion to God. They raised Jesus with love and care, teaching him the ways of the Lord and helping him to understand his destiny as the Savior. As we look forward to the birth of Jesus, which we will celebrate when the Christmas season begins, let's remember the Holy Family and their example of love, devotion, and sacrifice, and let us strive to follow in their footsteps, trusting in God's plan for our lives and willingly submitting to his will. Let us remember that like Mary and Joseph, we are called to be instruments of God's grace and love in the world. As Catholics, we are called to follow the teachings of Jesus and to love our neighbors as ourselves. Throughout this Advent and Christmas season, let us remember the poor and those in need. Through our actions and our generosity, we can make a difference in the lives of others and show them the love of Christ. Let us not forget the poor together, we can make a positive impact and bring hope and joy to those who are less fortunate. Consider dropping cash or a check into the poor box in the narthex before you leave, and our parishes chapter of St. Vincent de Paul will share your generosity with a needy family. Remember, the Catechism of the Catholic Church teaches that the Eucharist unites us with the poor. Let us be united with them and open our hearts in love. One of the great things here at St. Coleman in December is to see the beautiful nativity scene. And I want to share something that Pope Francis did a few years ago. Now, I don't speak Latin, so I might pronounce this wrong, but he wrote an apostolic letter. That's something popes do. They, they write things like encyclicals, apostolic letters, these sort of things. But this one was about the nativity. The nativity. It was called, again, I don't speak Latin, Admirabile Signum. And in the letter, Pope Francis reflects on the beauty and significance of the Nativity scene. We also call it the Crash, right, the manger scene. This came out three years ago, and it was written to bishops and priests and all of the Catholic faithful. And it was meant to encourage all of us to reflect on the meaning and importance of the Nativity scene in our own lives, and in our own community here in Pompano Beach for us. Pope Francis begins the letter by expressing his admiration for the nativity scene, which he describes as a tender and evocative image that has remained etched in the hearts of believers. He notes that the nativity scene captures the essence of the Christmas story and reminds us of the humility and simplicity of Christ's birth, as well as the love and compassion of God. Now, the Pope then goes on to reflect on the various elements of the Nativity scene and the meaning they hold for Christians. For example, he discusses the stable, which he describes as a humble and austere place that reminds us of the poverty and vulnerability of Christ's birth. He also discusses the figures of Mary and Joseph, who he describes as the first witnesses to the miracle of the Incarnation. Now, Pope Francis also reflects on the importance of the Nativity scene as a tool for evangelization, and we are all, through our baptism, missionary disciples. So even by having a Nativity scene in your home, it's a very small way, but it is a way of evangelization for people that might be visiting you during the holidays. Pope Francis notes that the Nativity scene's simplicity and beauty make it accessible to people of all ages and backgrounds, and that it can serve as a powerful tool for sharing the gospel message with others. He encourages Christians to use the nativity scene as a way to bring the good news of salvation to the world and to invite others to encounter the love and mercy of God. The letter also discusses the role of the nativity scene in promoting peace and justice in the world. Pope Francis notes that the scene reminds us of the need to care for the most vulnerable among us and to work towards creating a more just and equitable society. He encourages Catholics to use the nativity scene as, quote, a powerful tool of dialogue and fraternity with others and to use its message of peace and love to help bring bridges, to help build bridges and foster greater understanding and harmony among all people. Now, you can read this letter about the Nativity on the Vatican website. Uh, the, the closing part is really good. Pope Francis offers some suggestions of how you can make the Nativity scene a more meaningful and enriching part of your Christmas celebration. He suggests that you take time to reflect on the different elements of the scene and to consider the ways in which they can incorporate its message of love, compassion, and peace into your life. He also encourages you to visit nativity scenes uh, in, in your local community. So there are many different ones around here in South Florida. Maybe you might uh, take an afternoon after church or one evening and just um, look up on the internet where they might be and go take the family uh, and to use them as a way to pray and meditate on the Christmas story. Overall, this apostolic letter on the nativity is a powerful reflection on the beauty and significance of the nativity scene. Through our Holy Father's insights and guidance, he encourages us to rediscover the joy and meaning of Christmas and to use the nativity scene as a tool for evangelization, dialogue, and peace, and reminds us of the love and mercy of God and of the need to care for the most vulnerable among us in order to live out God's call to promote peace and love. We just finished talking about uh, the Pope's apostolic letter from 2019 about the nativity. How much do you know about the tradition? How did this nativity scene that you see at churches all over the world every year, how did this start? Well, it's traced back to St. Francis of Assisi in the 13th century. According to tradition, he was inspired by a visit to the Holy Land he saw the places where jesus was born lived and died and he wanted to create a way for people to experience the story of christ's birth in a more personal and intimate way so he came up with the idea of the nativity scene now the first scene he created was in a small italian town in the year 1223 he set up a stable with a manger and placed a real baby in the manger to represent the infant jesus and he also invited local people to come and see the scene and to participate in a reenactment of the story of christ's birth and this this was so popular that it became a tradition and soon nativity scenes were being created in other italian towns and cities and then beyond over the centuries the tradition of the nativity scene has evolved and taken on many different forms in some places, the nativity scene is very static. You have the figures of Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus and the animals in the stable. In other places, it's, it's more elaborate. You have live actors that might be playing the roles of Mary and Joseph and the shepherds. Some places even have real animals. Regardless of whatever form it takes, the nativity scene is an important part of the Christmas season for so many of us. It's a reminder of the story of Christ's birth and of the humble beginnings of the Savior of the world. It also serves as a reminder of the love and compassion of God who sent his Son to be born among us and to bring hope and salvation to all people. The nativity scene has also become an important cultural and artistic tradition. Many artists have created beautiful and intricate nativity scenes that use a, a variety of materials. And we see these in churches, both Catholic and Protestant around the world, in people's homes, and even public spaces. Uh, the nativity scene is always a uh, source of inspiration, and it's a chance to contemplate what happened so long ago and what it means. Now, in addition to the religious and cultural significance, the nativity scene has a powerful social, even a political message. The story of Christ's birth reminds us of the importance of compassion and love and of the need to care for the most vulnerable among us. It also serves as a reminder of the need for peace and justice in our world and of the need to work towards creating the world, reforming the world into God's will, right? It's what we pray in the Our Father um, on heaven uh, on uh, on earth as it is in heaven we are called to bring that about through our baptism as missionary disciples which all christians are through their baptism so the the tradition of the nativity scene we, we we thank god for saint francis and what he did it's such an important part of the christmas season for so many and it's a reminder of the birth of christ the love and compassion of god and the need for peace and justice in our world all of us kids are learning about Jesus and St. Coleman's religious education program for kids. And we're learning not just about Jesus but about the Holy Family. I just wanted to remind you to pray for us and for our pastor, Father Michael. You should also pray for our Archbishop and the Pope. Remember to pray all the time, because prayer is very important. We're learning about that too in Sunday school. Never stop praying. As Catholics, we're called to participate fully in the Mass, from the beginning to the end. Now, This means we should not leave church right after we receive communion. We don't eat and run. But we should remain until the end of the Mass to participate in the closing prayers and blessings. Now, there's a lot of reasons why it's important to stay. First, it's a sign of respect for our priest who is presiding at the Mass and for our fellow Catholics we leave early. It's disrupting. You can hear the door close sometimes when the people are going out of the front of, of St. Coleman. Second, when you stay, you're full, able to fully participate uh, in the closing prayers and the blessing, the final blessing. These are meant to bring the mass to a fitting conclusion and send us forth into the world with the grace and blessings of God. When we stay to the end, we receive that final blessing and we're strengthened in our faith. It also allows us to continue to pray. When you return to your pew after receiving the Eucharist, you're supposed to pray and reflect on the mysteries of the faith that we have just celebrated. By receiving communion, communion and heading right to the door, you're missing this opportunity of prayer and contemplation. You're able to linger in the presence of what just happened. Most importantly, staying to the end of Mass is a way for us to show love and devotion to God who has given us so much. By remaining into the end, we demonstrate our gratitude for everything God has done for us. Now, we understand why some people are in a hurry sometimes. You know, maybe you have a busy schedule, you've got a lot to do, you want to avoid the rush in the parking lot. But we encourage you to consider the importance of staying into the end of Mass and to make the effort to remain into the closing prayers and blessings it's just a few extra minutes, and it can make a big difference in our spiritual lives. So let us all strive to stay into the end of Mass and to participate fully in the liturgy from beginning to end.